Does your career journey feel like a stressful or lonely one? If those thoughts have ever crossed your mind, then man, you are in the right place. This is a short episode today, but it's really going to tackle some of those topics. I'm so delighted you're here. This is Dive Into Your Career, the podcast designed to help students like you take impactful steps towards your career goals. I'm Gina Visram, a qualified careers coach and consultant who is so proud to be your careers cheerleader. You are in the right place if you are a determined student or the proud supporter of one. Here, you will embrace career development in a unique spirit of fun, not fear. Let's dive in. You are listening to the Dive Into Your Career podcast. I am Gina Visram, and as ever, I love making content which is designed to support you with your career and life journey. Today, inspired by the recent Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK, the topic that I am talking to you about is whether your career journey ever feels stressful or lonely. So I'm going to share a few ideas around this, and my hope is that by the end of this short episode, you will realize that there is so much that can be done and things that you can do immediately, like with the snap of a finger, and this kind of thing can improve. So let's see how we go. What I will say, though, is as ever, it is always amazing to hear from you if you connect with this podcast. So if you have come across the episode via social media, whether it is TikTok or LinkedIn or anything like that, please do feel free to comment below. It would be amazing to know. And if you like what I'm sharing with you today, then in turn, do share it with anybody that you think might benefit. Your career is ultimately your journey through work and learning and life. That is what your career is. That is how I describe it to the incredible young people in schools and universities that I have the pleasure of speaking to on such a regular basis. And really, that's what it is for all of us, right? It is our journey through life and learning and work. And that's a definition I came across via the Career Development Institute and have really appreciated it in the couple of years since I have seen it, or in a year or so, since I've seen that particular definition. Now, as I said, it was recently Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK, and I love an awareness week, but like with any other, I always think it's so great if we can appreciate these things throughout the year. So you are likely listening to this not during Mental Health Awareness Week, but it's going to be as relevant now as it would have been during that week itself. Now, the theme of this year's week was loneliness. And one of the things that was being discussed quite a lot was the idea of building meaningful connections with friends, family, colleagues, and communities. So that is what the Mental Health Foundation was talking about in that particular week. And I really wanted to mention that specifically, build meaningful connections with friends, family, colleagues, and communities. 
because that is something that is a really beneficial thing to do all year round. It's certainly something that in my experience links to a more positive career, a happier career, and really everything even outside that. So I, I mean, I really believe the power of communities is so incredible is so incredible. And you know, one of the things that we sometimes talk about on this podcast, it sometimes gets to the topic that there are all kinds of jobs that are increasingly going to be created, partly due to technology, but essentially due to however things evolve. And those aren't roles that have always existed. And one of the roles that comes up fairly regularly these days that you see, and it's often um, within the communications field, is the idea of being a communities manager, right? If you're not sure what that is, look it up. Like, literally look up what is a communities manager, what do they do? Um, But I'll tell you, one of the things that they do is around creating community and enhancing and appreciating and cultivating a feeling of community for a brand or business. So that could be as big a business as, say, the British Library, or it could be for an entrepreneur, it could be within a school, right? So communities managers, that's the sort of work that they do. And it is one of the things that organizations are realizing is a really great thing to be able to cultivate their community. And for you, for you as an individual, I really encourage you to recognize that as well, because whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, that potentially has nothing to do with whether you really lean into community or not, right? Being an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert somewhere in the middle, that's really all about how and where you get your energy, right? Do you get your energy source from being alone and being in some amount of quiet, or do you get your energy source from being in big bustling groups? It it actually doesn't matter where you get your energy source from, as long as you're aware of that, so you can make sure that you are building the energy that you need. But when it comes to creating communities, that is something that you can do regardless of what your personality is. So that's something that is really worth bearing in mind. Now that community can be, you know, a small group of friends in the sixth form or fellow friends that you have made from, say, I don't know, the African Caribbean Society at your university, right? Like two of my closest girlfriends in the world are two girls who I met through the ACS at Warwick over two decades ago, (laughs) right? So community doesn't have to be a huge thing. Community can include any of your supporters, your parents, your teachers, whoever it might be. So that is something that is really important. And it really speaks to the idea of, is your career journey a lonely one? Does it feel like a stressful one? Actually, really embracing the idea of community makes it and so many other things so much better right? So do remember that. It's definitely something where it's worth making the effort. In-person communities, or in real life anyway, communities with people that you actually formally, officially know, 
and of course also online communities as well because it's funny there it it's so important to remember that we are unique and we are special all of us in our own ways however there are also so many similarities as well so even if you are a I don't know, tuba playing, dark chocolate eating, jewellery making, I don't know, you know, regardless and um, including all sorts of things that you're interested in, there are likely to be communities and people who can really relate, right? It's also one of the reasons why in organisations, including schools, But certainly in businesses, you sometimes have sort of affinity groups as well, right? Whether it is in relation to a religion or a cultural background or whatever it might be, because again, there is a chance that there is some common ground there. And while not everybody has the same experience, we all live different lives, sometimes being around people who either went to your school or, you know, dare I say, kind of experienced something, even if it was unpleasant, but somebody who can relate to that, right? Like, really, as I said, communities kind of exist in all sorts of places and spaces. So that has really been the main message that I want to share with you today, the power of community. And I hope, even though I don't have an online community yet, really. That's probably something I'm going to be working on. I really hope that even through listening through these episodes of the podcast, you realize that you're in good company with people who are also striving to create exciting careers and lives. And what is exciting to one person will be different to another. So it's not about the comparisonitis. And let's land on comparisonitis for a moment. Because as well as community, comparisonitis (laughs) is something that I wanted us to talk about because it does really relate to how your career journey might feel lonely or stressful. Now, what is comparisonitis? I think it's a, a phrase that's been coined by a few people, but I first heard it via Marie Forleo. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's depicted in a way to be like a condition, but ultimately where the issue is that you are comparing yourself to others all the time. Now, the really funny thing about this is the same action can have different results. And let me tell you more about what I mean by that. If you are comparing yourself with other people and you're in a frame of mind where you think, oh, well, that means that everything that I've done is a bit crap or is a bit inadequate or I'm not doing well enough or, you know, look at them. They are so much better at this than I am. And if you're looking and comparing in a way that you end up beating yourself with a stick, that is unhelpful. That is unhealthy. That is not good for your mental health, right? But actually... There is also the idea of, well, I don't know whether it really is comparison, so let's work through this together and figure it out. You know, you can look at other people and their success and not only cheer them on, but actually look at it as motivation for yourself, right? 
look at it as, oh my goodness, if that is possible for them to do, then that is possible for other people to do, right? In a similar way or in their own way. And, you know, the the realms of possibility really open up for us when we see what is possible. Now, again, I'm always so interested in things related to people's culture and to their background. And so, you know, if you see like a Barack Obama as the first black president of the US, or you see, you know, somebody like Valerie Amos here in the UK, who is just so incredible in terms of the many firsts that she has had in her career, from some of her roles, including within the United Nations, within the UK Parliament, within Oxford University now, right? This is somebody who has really been just trailblazing. And what happens when you or I can look at people like that, or, you know, even more like peers, right? If you're in school with a diving or a gymnastics champion, or somebody who's won some kind of UK mathletes competition, I'm literally making that up, But, you know, you can look at them in envy, like, oh my gosh, I'll never get there, they're amazing. Or you can look at them as, they're amazing, that's so cool, that is inspiring me to be able to really excel at something that I want to excel in, if that's something that you want to do, right? So, in a way, that is all comparison. But... Where comparison makes you feel a little bit more lonely or isolated or stressed out is if that comparison isn't in a positive way. If it's in a way that you're looking at things and you are deciding that you are inadequate as a result, you won't make those grades, you're not going to get that achievement, you're not going to do any of that, when actually it's really untrue. Because I guess whether or not you get the grades or that particular opportunity that you see somebody else getting, you are looking at it and seeing what some possibilities are. And again, it's not about striving for what anybody else has exactly, but wow, that I squeaked. Did you hear me squeak? (laughs) I think I actually squeaked there. I'm getting all passionate about this. But it really is about you know, when you look at people who seem to be living their best life, and listen, let's be real on the mental health front, right? Because I know that you have also heard of people who appear to be living their best life, are achieving all the things, are doing all sorts of incredible things, and they are dealing with mental illness, right? Their mental health isn't intact. They don't feel like something is enough or whatever it is. And and really, I am not an expert on mental health. So this is not me saying, oh, this is exactly what you should do or anything like that. There are some brilliant organizations. Wherever you are in the world, please feel free to Google mental health where you are in the world, see what organizations exist. It's something that we're talking about so much more now, which is amazing. I'm so excited that like when I you know, even speak to 12, 13, 14 year olds. And, you know, like high school back in the day, (laughs) it could be tricky. Um, But I think it's brilliant that we are all focusing on this topic more and we are all learning more. And 
for me, I'm always about, as one of my mentors, uh, Denise Duffield Thomas says, I'm all about being a contributor, not a guru. So I'm not sitting here telling you, oh yeah, I've got all my mental health stuff on lock. This is exactly what you need to do. But I am telling you what I know and what has been my experience. And like, for example, one of my most recent TikToks, if you are not following me on TikTok, please, I mean, literally pause this right now, pop over to TikTok if you use it, look up your career and future, follow, hopefully I'll appear on your FYP a bit more. <laughs> but um, seriously, no, back to the topic at hand, like even one of my most recent uh, TikToks was all about just pausing to dance, right? Because for me, dance is joy. And actually, I, I think for many people, dance is joy. I think I was really lucky to you know, be trained in some types of dance for, for a while, but actually dance and certain music and whatever lifts your spirits, for me, the default is soca, right? So uh, carnival music from the Caribbean, that is one of my favorite things to listen to. But there is so much joyous music out there and pausing to dance is one of the things that is the absolute best thing for my mental health. Like I've got a workshop coming up with some year 12 students and I don't know whether I'm going to be brave enough to have a dance break in there, but I'm really thinking about it. <laughs> so, so let's see. So really, we've talked about community. We have talked about comparisonitis and how that is uh, mainly unhelpful, but how comparison can also be done in a beneficial way. And I think really the last thing that I want to talk about is probably collaboration. Because when it comes to your career, so often you feel like, because to be fair, you are competing with other people for a certain position, for example, right? So like if you are going for a position at a marketing agency, or if you are going for a position within media or within NHS or really anywhere, there are going to be a variety of people who are also going for that position, right? But here's the thing, either you will get it or somebody else will get it. But if there is a spirit of collaboration, if there is ever a possibility to get to know people, even if they're on the same journey as you, going for the same roles, they're interested in becoming economists, or they want to start their own businesses and be social media agency owners, whatever it is, even if you come across people that want to do something very similar to you, it doesn't have to be a side eye and like general meanness because, and think about this, right? If you know people and you collaborate with people who are seeking similar opportunities for you, uh, similar opportunities to you, sorry, then what happens is, say they get the job, right? Like they get on the graduate scheme and you don't get on the graduate scheme. But if this is somebody that you know or you kept in touch with or you've been in a career coaching group with, again, this is something that I'm looking to build. If they get the role, don't you think that when a similar role comes up in their organization and they know somebody amazing like you, don't you think that they're gonna let you know about the opportunity, maybe recognize you, uh, recommend you to a manager or coworker or whoever it might be because 
There has been some amount of collaboration and mutual understanding of what it is that you're both looking to achieve, don't you think so? So even in environments which can feel pretty competitive, there is still some scope for not being so lonely in your endeavor, but actually being supportive of each other, even if it feels even if it feels a little bit odd. Um, so again, I mean, make a judgment call on this, right? You don't need to go sharing all your secrets or letting people know exactly what your presentation points are going to be on or anything like that. But I think I'm hopeful from the examples that I gave that you realize that even people who are running a race alongside you, right, they can also be people who can be a positive part of your support squad and you can be a positive part of theirs even if you don't get the same opportunities even if somebody gets one that you want and you haven't managed to get it yet because that kind of awareness and collaboration will normally normally yield good things and again less likely to make you feel alone or stressed out if um if yeah, if you realize that that it's it's not just you. It's not just you on this journey or feeling how you're feeling or feeling a little bit crappy on any given day or whatever the case might be. So, community and collaboration. If you have not found it yet, I hope that you can and will. And as I said, while you are beautifully unique, you know, we have so many similar needs and similarities to others that embracing a spirit of community and collaboration in your career and on your career journey can be a really really helpful part of moving forward in in a joyous way right and that's really what it is you know when I'm here with you um and even when I'm not here with you when I'm doing my work separately and all of that it really is this journey from education to employment and entrepreneurship and it being in a spirit of fun and optimism, not fear and overwhelm. And this is a really huge part of it. So if you like what you hear today, if you have any questions, if you want me to create more content on it, whether it's here or on TikTok or anywhere else where I'm currently creating content these days, just reach out. Find me via the socials. There'll be links in the show notes here. And let me know if this has been of interest to you or has been of help to you. And if you want to know more either on similar topics or on careers topics that are entirely different to this. And I wanted to make sure that I got in a quote in here. A quote from Paolo Coelho. I don't know if I pronounced his name correctly, but he is, or Paolo Coelho. Um, he's a Brazilian lyricist and author, perhaps best well known for writing The Alchemist. And one of the things that he has noted is that all stress, anxiety, depression is caused when we ignore who we are and start living to please others. Now, again, I tend not to speak in absolutes as much as possible. So where he says all, I do not know that that is the case per se, but I suspect that some feelings of mental ill health 
do relate to what he talked about there, right? And that is why when we're on our career journey, when we are walking this path, and our career journey is literally like our walk through life, right? When we are on this journey, it's so beneficial to pause, reflect, do a tune up, keep going, and go out there and live your best life. You are incredible just as you are. So whether you're working towards exams at the moment, whether you are chilling out, whether you're applying for jobs, whatever it is that you are doing in this current season, please do your best to do it with a lot of enjoyment, to do it with some amount of presence, being present, even while you're striving towards something in the future. And if in doubt, pause for a dance break or whatever else it is that makes you feel like you. So happy that you are here with me today. More than that, I'm sorry, I'm so happy that I have been with you today. And I really look forward to catching up again soon on another episode of the Dive Into Your Career podcast. Catch up soon. Thank you for listening today. To keep up to date with Dive Into Your Career, leave your details on bit.ly forward slash dive into the list. See you soon.